Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, so uh, this is a kind of terrifying story. I talked a little bit about it every uh, Friday morning. I jo- uh, joined the uh, a radio morning show, KCO Day, up in Raleigh and Greensboro. And this came across my radar, no pun intended. This came across my radar, came across his as well. And I heard the story in the uh, in the newscast also. And it's kind of terrifying in a literal sense. And as much as, like, you know me, I, like, I try not to exaggerate stuff like this. I'm not, I'm not run around, hair on fire, sky is falling uh, kind of person. And this was actually one of the problems I had in doing news when I was a news reporter uh, here and then uh, for a brief stint in TV, uh, but also in, uh, you know, the radio station. But there was, like, I was, I was called one time a news Nazi. Right, because I was the go-to source for all your news about Nazis. No, I'm kidding. They no, the former the former general manager Rick Jackson uh, here at WBT called me a news Nazi in that I um, I was very strict on not giving anything other than you know just the facts. Like I was very regimented. And I've talked about this over the years. These are these are the standards that I employ, I employed, and I'm not. I guess yes. I wish other people would employ them, or 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 some of them in media now. Like for example, it's you see this all the time in print because it's print versus spoken word. In spoken word, it's way easier to just say said. So and so said. So and so said. It's, it's a very short syllable, doesn't take up much time. It's easy, and it's neutral. But you see this all the time in, um, in the print media where they will use different words instead of said. And you'll see the bias. Look for adjectives, how somebody does something. That, that adjective will oftentimes betray the bias of the reporter. So I would never give adjectives either. So, and, and for that, I was I was very regimented and I was very strict on this stuff. Um, I think it was a compliment. I look back on it. I think it was a compliment. But um, I think the fact that other people have seen this story and it is it is generating the kind of interest that it is generating, I think, is indicative of its universal uh, terror. So I'm not one to exaggerate this stuff. I'm not doing it for for clicks or listens or whatever. I'm not doing it for that. This to me, this these topics, what I'm about to get into, are very concerning to me. And it's on AI. See, I there's something about, and I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. I don't watch a lot of science fiction movies or, or anything like that. But it never really dawned on me until I read there was a series of books, I think they were called Hyperion or something. A buddy of mine told me to read them and, I, and and reading through them. And then I was in college at a philosophy class and he played an episode of Star Trek. 
I never watched Star Trek, but it was one of the new generation ones. And the android or you know, the robot guy, Data, he was offered a deal by some, you know, enemy. You could be a human. We can make you be like a human. We can give you skin and that, and you'll have like, uh, like nerves and stuff. And so you'll be able to feel because he couldn't feel things. And so they offered him this uh, and they gave him like a little, they gave him an arm or something. And so he could feel it. And like, wouldn't you like this over your whole body? You could be a human. And so they offered him this sort of Holy grail. And what the episode was and that why it was played in the philosophy class was because it's dealing with a really substantive issue of like, what does it mean to be human? Right? Because here you have this Android, this robot, artificial intelligence, and it's being offered the chance of being a human. And now it is presented with this dilemma because the dilemma, because what the, uh, what data had to do in exchange for the surgeries, the, uh, oh, the, I guess the human affirming surgeries, um, what, what he had to give up was just all of the crew of his ship, right? He had to sell them all out, something like that. He had to betray them. And so now he has a choice to make. And for artificial intelligence, right? So you have layers of questions. What does it mean to be a human? And then how do you program something and weight those values? Because what is the value of betraying all of your friends if you get to get this thing that you've always wanted, right? What? How do you train some sort of artificial intelligence to weight that correctly? You, we can't even train humans to weight that correctly, right? So it was through that where I realized that a lot of science fiction deals with uh, philosophical questions. And AI, this is why the movie iRobot is one of those movies, like I come across it, on television, if like I'm flipping channels, which I really rarely ever watch TV anymore, but if 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 I am and I'm flipping through it and I see iRobot, I'm gonna watch it. It's like Inception. I'll watch it. <laughs> Just, I can't help myself, even though I've seen it so many times. Um, and if you've never seen iRobot, I'm gonna give a spoiler here. So just a heads up. If you haven't seen it, you've been waiting to see it. Spoiler alert. The mainframe did it. Right. <laughs> so like this is the problem with artificial intelligence. It's only as good as what you program it to be, but you don't even know what you're programming it to be because we have a human mind that is limited and artificial intelligence is so vastly superior. One of the things you're where Elon Musk um he got into the he's into the neural implant business. Have you heard this? Yeah, he's into the in, into this neural implant stuff, and he just got some approval like a week ago or so for like an FDA, FDA approval tentative or something for for some work that they're trying to do this neural implant stuff. And right now, everything it's all pitched right now as of great benefit because oh look, we're going to you know we'll be able to run logistics better, we'll be able to to do this better, like all these efficiencies. Uh, improvements in your life will give you will get you only the best funny cat videos on your feeds, like all of the the great things that AI is going to be able to do for us. It'll be able to to fix parts of the brain, so we'll be able to recover from strokes, for example. Right? 
scientific medical benefit. Okay. And that's what everybody thinks in terms of. But there's also this downside. And there's, there's, there's a hint of it in Elon Musk's neural company and what he says he set it up for, which was to compete with AI. What is he saying? The human brain is not going to be able to process as quickly and as much as AI does. And that's going to put us at a disadvantage when we develop AI. And then AI develops itself. Because that's what's going to happen. And at some point, AI becomes aware of itself. It has to. Right? At some point, it has to become aware of itself as a as an entity of sort. Don't know what kind. Don't know how it's good. Because I cannot think in those terms. But it's going to understand at some point what it is and what we are. And if it perceives life and death and value in life and death, then we're toast. This is my this is my expectation, right? Like this is why it is of grave concern to me and and what these guys are messing around with, which is why I'm I'm supportive of these efforts to start looking at this in the same context as pandemics, as nuclear war, because if this stuff escapes the lab, it can take over very quickly. Have you seen Lawnmower Man? Another another good movie. Um, spoiler alert on that one. He gets into the phone lines, which is now kind of antiquated, right? Oh, he's in the phone lines. Ha ha. <laughs> like, who cares? We're all on fiber now. <laughs> you could live in the phone lines, man. That's all right. Um, so an AI-enabled drone, they were running simulations. Okay, so we got to keep this in mind. These are just simulations. There were no actual people. There were no actual drones, right? This is just a, it's an AI war game activity. And AI got an understanding of fulfilling its mission. This is what it's supposed to do. And anything that gets in the way of it fulfilling its mission now has to be removed. You see where this is going? I kind of gave away, yeah, I kind of gave it away when I talked about iRobot because that's that's basically what happened. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. All right, so an AI-enabled drone killed its human operator in a simulation conducted by the U.S. Air Force. Why would it do such a thing, Pete? Glad you asked. It was overriding an order to stop it from completing its mission. Right? According to the group that through the conference, they had at a conference, the U.S. Air Force's chief of AI test and operations was talking about this at a conference. 
and he was describing a simulated test. The chief guy is uh, Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton. I think Cinco, I mean, it's in quotes. I guess that's uh, that's his confirmation name, maybe. Anyway, according to the report at Vice.com, Hamilton was describing a simulated test that involved an AI-controlled drone that would get points for killing simulated targets. It was not a live test in the physical world. There were no actual humans involved or, or harmed or anything like that, okay? Now, when Vice first published the story, they got that part wrong. They had some, they had some wrong... Well, here. That doesn't matter. They made some mistakes. They corrected them. Uh, but So now this is the corrected version. So no humans were injured in the making of this test. All right. Um, after the story got published, the Air Force said that uh, they had not conducted such a test and that the Air Force officials' comments were taken out of context. Okay. Here is the original report and what they said occurred. What what the report was that this Hamilton guy, this Colonel Hamilton, described. An autonomous weapon system with a human being in the loop would give the, the human would give the final yes or no order on any attack okay and then and he said that the ai created quote highly unexpected strategies <laughs> you gotta love the military to talk there right it's a highly unexpected strategy to achieve its goal including attacking u.s personnel and infrastructure so you're running these drones they're ai enabled and you say okay drones We're training you in a simulation. You're going to identify and target any surface-to-air missile threat, any SAM, surface-to-air missile threat. That's what you're doing. So you got these drones. They're flying around. If you see anything that's, oh, that that looks like a SAM, I don't even know if the missiles had to have been fired. Just like, oh, look at that. That's a surface-to-air missile box, right? That's a, a mobile SAM vehicle, whatever. But then the operator would review the intel coming in and give a go or no go order. Say, yes, I see it. I agree with you. AI enabled drone, go ahead and whack them or no. Uh, that's just a planter box. Uh, don't kill. It's a bus of kids. No, don't kill the bus of kids. But the system, the AI starts realizing that the human operator, when it would tell AI not to kill the threat, it's not getting points when its task is to get points. And so when the human's saying, no, don't kill that, the AI then learns, quote unquote, that this guy over here is stopping me from getting points. And so it whacks the guy. So it can now start shooting all of the targets and get all the points. So it completes its objective. And then there's another step that occurs after this. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will 
consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. I got emails. I will read them. Uh, I mean, not right now, but I'm going to read them during the next break and then I'll, I'll, I'll get to them. Uh, I'm sorry. I forgot to open up the window in a while. And so I got a bunch of emails there. All right. So AI controlled drone goes rogue, kills human operator in U.S. Air Force simulated test. That's the headline at a story by uh, advice.com. So there's this guy, Colonel Tucker Hamilton. He is the chief of AI test and operations for the U.S. Air Force. He did a presentation at a conference, and he was going over the pros and cons of an autonomous weapon system where you put a human in the decision loop. So this way you've got control, ha, 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 over AI. So the AI-enabled drone is flying around looking for the targets, and it finds the target. It's like, hey, found a target, and it knows that if I can kill that target, I get points. And that's my objective is to get points. So the operator is there to make sure, no, yes, good target, bad target, make that, you know, they give the final call. Well, the AI learns that this operator is telling me not to get points. I found a target. That's a threat. And the operator says, no, don't shoot it. Maybe that's one of ours. Maybe it's somebody we're paying. You don't know the whole story. Maybe it's something that looks like a, a threat, whatever. So the human says, no. AI says, I can't, I, you're, you're in my way. So AI kills the operator. So according to this uh, Colonel Hamilton <clears throat> um, at the conference, he says, so we, we, after seeing this, we then train the system. Hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You will lose points if you do that. All right. Good idea, guys. Yeah, all right. Yeah, good job. All right, let's plug it back in, boot it back up, start running the simulation again. So then what does it do? All right, starts taking out some targets. Human operator's like, yes, 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 no. And AI's like, what? No. That's a, I should just kill you. Oh, wait a minute. I can't kill you. I'm going to lose points. So what does it do? It takes out the communication tower that the operator is using to communicate with it. (laughs) And then it goes and kills the targets. I can't kill the human operator, but I can take out his comms. And now he can't tell me no. That reflects a much deeper line of thinking. No? The Department of the Air Force has not conducted any such AI drone simulations, and it remains committed to ethical and responsible use of AI technology. According to the Air Force spokesperson, it appears the colonel's comments were taken out of context and were meant to be anecdotal. Oh, was was it anecdotal from the from the anecdote he described like that? But that you're saying that didn't happen? So that's their story. It did not happen. In December 2022, so like six months ago, The U.S. Department of Defense's research uh, agency, DARPA, announced that AI could successfully control an F-16. What could go wrong? Hamilton said, we must face a world where AI is already here and transforming our society. AI is also very brittle. It is easy to trick and or manipulate. 
We need to develop ways to make AI more robust and to have more awareness on why the software code is making certain decisions. AI is a tool we must wield to transform our nations. Or, if addressed improperly, it'll be our downfall. So, you know, pros and cons. Yeah. Relying on AI for high-stakes purposes has already resulted in severe consequences. Most recently, an attorney was caught using ChatGPT for a federal court filing after the chatbot included a number of made-up cases as evidence. (laughs) In another instance, a man took his own life after talking to a chatbot that encouraged him to do so. Yeah, they messed up on that one. Have you ever heard of the paperclip maximizer thought experiment? Ever hear of this thing? This was first proposed by philosopher Nick Bostrom in 2003. And it's this, think of this, uh, this anecdote, if you will, that the AI has been instructed only to manufacture as many paper clips as possible. Okay, that's your directive. How the, the paper clip manu- uh, maximizer. Well, let's see, it would be, oh, we'll call it Pam, the paperclip maximizer. Pam. So, Pam, you are instructed to make as many paperclips as possible. Okay, so it starts making all the paperclips. And so what does it need to make the paperclips? What needs the resources? Okay, so it's going to seek more resources. So what does it do to get those resources? Because its main directive is to constantly get the materials for the re- the resources to make the paper clips because that's what it's designed to do. That's its higher order, its highest order. And in this experiment, it then you know, this thought experiment, right? You it would beg, it would cheat, it would steal, it would lie. It would it would do whatever it had to do because that's its function, and everything is geared towards that function, right? So where does that stop? Anybody, anything that impedes its ability has to be removed. I mean, it it will strip mine entire continents, right, in order to get the materials to keep doing this thing. And this is just one example. When you you, you kind of game this out all the way, if you don't have the limits constructed. And by the way, this is just what humans can think of, right? This is just what we are able to think through with our, our tiny human brains, And it takes us a while to to walk through all the different scenarios and permutations. AI will have already made this calculation like 40 minutes ago. Like as soon as you plug this thing in, it starts making computations, you know, billions, trillions, whatever. And it sets in motion whatever mechanics it needs by the time we're like, oh, look at that. You know, it's like, hey, I wonder if this will work. And then you're dead. I like, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic about it. I'm, but I just, I don't trust this stuff. Uh, Mike says, if AI can kill, then can it also commit suicide? Should that feature be enabled? <clears throat> well, I don't know. If it violates certain thi- certain rules. But it wouldn't violate the rules. Everything would be a workaround. Think of it this way. It would be like 
every single brain of every single lawyer that has ever existed all put into one brain, right? Constantly finding rationalizations and loopholes for every law, every rule that you give it. That's what it would do. Um, Stan says, have you ever seen the movie Eagle Eye? It shows exactly the scenario you're talking about and its potential consequences. I have not seen Eagle Eye. I did see the documentary, uh, The Terminator. And uh, that, yeah, that, that definitely opened my eyes. Um, Jan says, what on earth is wrong with these people? Has nobody in the military ever seen any of the Terminator movies? I just said I did. Yeah, absolutely. How about Space Odyssey 2001? Sorry, Dave. Did the AI drone operator say, sorry, Hal, I can't do that, before blowing the controller off the face of the planet? Okay, I know it was only a simulation, but the intent is still there. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it, I'm glad it was just a simulation. But, he, like, I look at this as the lab. How do you know, by the way? How do you know that what you have built isn't breaking containment in your simulation. How do you know that it's only in the simulation? How do you know that it doesn't jump through the through the lines, through the code, and now whatever that AI is that seeks to live and seeks to carry out its mission of killing these targets, how do you know it doesn't make a jump someplace else where it knows it can't be gotten to by the human operators or the coders, right? I know, I'm just being paranoid. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, to Pete at the Pete, or the email is Pete at the Pete Calendar Show.com. Uh, here's an email. Uh, Pete, I don't know about you, but I am more afraid of Democrats destroying civilization as we know it than I am of AI. That's the thing. Democrats is a slower thing. AI. Like, as soon as you're, like, I'm not kidding. As soon as you flip the switch, and you're like, let's see what this bad boy does, and then, boom, it's, like, it's over. That's how fast AI is. That's why I was talking about Elon Musk earlier putting the neural implants. That's that's to help us compete with AI so it doesn't wipe us out. Yeah. Um. Then there, I got a couple of messages on the wokeism and woke. Let me see here. This is from... Uh, Christopher, Trump says woke, but doesn't like woke. Yeah, he doesn't like to use, he says he doesn't like the term woke. He doesn't like to say the term woke, but then he immediately turns around and uses the term woke. (laughs) So I'm confused. And Christopher says, um, he also criticizes tax law loopholes that he uses. Uh, So maybe he just wishes everybody would use different vocabulary. That's possible. Yeah, that's possible. He's just trying to change the language. You go first. Um, on the wokeism, Alan says, wokeism is merely Maoism in sheepskin, in sheep's clothing. Sheepskin clothing. Uh, sheepskin? Sheepskin is, that's what diplomas are on, right? I digress. 
Wokeism is merely Maoism in sheep's clothing. It's vicious, intolerant, and anti-freedom. Run the Wokies out of everything. Um, and then John's got a, a point here about the sandbag that uh, Biden tripped over. And uh, we got a call also from uh, Mark Garrison from the WBT newsroom. There is actually a good explanation for the sandbags that were on the stage. There's a good... There is. I stand corrected. Two six-packs of shiners. 99-cent butane lighter. Lucky strikes and a fifth of Patron. Ice down that igloo cooler. Take a guess at all to do her. I can feel a good one coming on. The sandbag was there to hold the teleprompter. That's what the sandbag was for. Now, John points out, I'm still going to joke about it. I mean, the guy fell over riding his bike. Three blondes in a ragtop Mustang Followed us down to the lake And didn't have to think about that too long Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight Situation couldn't be more right I can feel a good one coming on Yeah, we gonna roll all night We gonna get the feeling right We gonna keep this party rocking Till the break of dawn Yeah, I can feel a good one Feel like a good one I can feel a good one coming on Now, now here's a good example of what AI can do a guy whose legs got paralyzed in a cycling accident 12 years ago can walk again thanks to implants in his brain and spinal cord. It's called the brain-spine interface. Has remained stable for a year, allowing him to walk, climb stairs, and traverse complex terrains. It's not all bad. We're gonna get the feeling right. We're gonna keep this party rocking till the break of dawn. 